Today's episode is about transformation and what happens when the way that you've always collected isn't how you want to collect anymore. My guest is Brandon. He's at Sports Card Struggles, and he's a Matt Ryan super collector, and he has been for about 10 years now. And about six to eight months ago, he re-examined his PC, his collection, and realized it wasn't enough for him anymore. It wasn't going in the direction that he wanted, and so he took control of it and is reshaping it in a way that's really cool. There's a humbleness to him that's just really motivating and even inspirational. He's about the cards, just the cards, the best PC that he can make. No drama, no fanfare. I hope that you enjoy the next 30 minutes. On Instagram, I'm Iowa Dave, but in real life, I'm Dave Schwartz. Thank you for tuning in to The Shallow End. So I'm really just thrilled to welcome in as the guest today, Brandon, who if you, if you follow him, you, you know him as, as Sports Card Struggles on Instagram and as this super mega Matt Ryan collector. So Brandon, as we get going, just talk a little bit about your background in collecting and how you got into Matt Ryan. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Um, it really started... Uh, probably about 2013, 2014, um, you know, before the COVID boom and all of that, um, there was a local card store. Um, I went to it uh, regularly, um, was able to buy boxes. Um, and uh, then I got uh, somehow sucked into breaks on YouTube and that led to breaks on Instagram. And, and along the way, um, being a Falcons fan, I realized that I was getting a lot of Matt Ryan cards um, in, in my collection. And uh, so it kind of turned into, a, um, you know, hey, let's try and get every card that we can. And uh, so at one point, um, but before I kind of changed my, my collecting, uh, I had 900, it was 962 or 964 different Matt Ryan cards. Um, I was probably about 70% complete on probably about 40 different rainbows. Um, I mean, just anytime I could find a card that I knew I didn't already have, I was buying it. Com C was my best friend. Um, I, I'd spend hours on there just looking through cards. Yep, don't have that one. Let me go ahead and click on it. Um, and uh, but, but it's always been Matt Ryan. Uh, he was the quarterback for my team. Um, and just the way that he he handled himself on and off the field, um, just not perfect. I mean, said some things at, at different points that that kind of caused some backlash. Um, and he handled that well, and just being able to handle the spotlight and, and handle all of those things the way that he did has always uh, been something I admired and and made me proud to be somebody uh, that collected his cards. So going, uh, you know, 
that's why I got into, you know, the bulk Matt Ryan uh, collection. And, and then uh, probably about eight or nine months ago, I was like, you know, the, this isn't sustainable. Um, you know, there are all these huge cards that, that I would love to have a shot at. But with a limited budget each month, um, you know, I'm not able to get into those cards. So I really need to look at how I'm doing things. And uh, so that really kind of led me to consolidating, um, selling off a lot of stuff and really trying to get into cards that that I really enjoyed uh, of the player that I enjoyed collecting. So you mentioned you were up into the 960 range or so. Yeah. Where are you now and how has your collection changed over the last six to eight months? I don't have an exact number. Um, it takes a lot to sit down and, and try and count all of that. Um, I, I know I've gotten rid of a couple hundred um, between selling stuff myself um, and then uh, sending some stuff off uh, to consignment to, to get sold. Um, I, I would guesstimate that I'm somewhere around the, in the 600s now. And how has that consolidation helped transform your collection and what kinds of cards have you been able to get of Matt Ryan because of that? The, the consolidation really, really gave me uh, a, a lot of funds to be able to go after uh, some cards that, that I'd never even seen before. And, you know, you listen to podcasts, you, you consume hobby content and you don't, uh, you don't all what you can't always picture the cards they're talking about. Um, but, but, you know, you kind of make notes and, uh, and, and jot it down, type it up in your phone um, so that you can do a safe search later or whatever. So maybe you can at least see what that card looks like. Um, but get, getting that money and, have, and being ready when one of those cards does pop up uh, is a really good feeling. Um, and what I've noticed is a lot of the cards... Um, I mean, when I when I got back in, everything was kind of swinging towards, you know, Panini taking over. Um, and, and you hear with a lot of the when people are talking about iconic sets, iconic inserts and things like that, it, it still tops um, when, when you look at I mean, outside of Prism Golds um, and and the few one offs like that, you've got like the, the Pulsar refractors. Uh, from tops, you've got the atomic refractors, which they only did for one year, uh, the mosaic refractor that they only did for two years in tops. Um, but huge cards like that, that, uh, that you just don't see pop up very often. Um, you know, having the money to be able to go after those and get those has been a welcome experience. I really hear what you're saying about the need to consolidate and get into the kind of cards that you want and just how many different cards that there are and you're a Falcons fan. And if you were an old school Falcons fan and decided to collect someone like Steve Barkowski, right. There would just be the one card that came out of him and of him in 1982 and 83 and so forth. But, you know, now there are hundreds of Matt Ryan parallels, especially a few years ago when he was still with the Falcons and then with the Colts. What, what are you locking in on? What kind of card spurs you to action to think this is one that I want? Man, um, it's really um, they're just this is the ones that you don't see pop up very often. Um, I, I check eBay 
um, several times a day, like I'm sure most people do. Um, I, I have two different, I do two different things. One is I check the ones that are ending soonest and it's just Matt Ryan. Um, it, it's not any particular parallel or anything. It's just Matt Ryan. Um, and I do ending soonest and I'll scroll through, um, to about the two day mark, you know, where they're, you know, they end in two days. And then, um, after that, I switch to the newest listed and I'll go through um, a good bit of that just to try and make sure that I don't miss anything. Um, and if I see something that I haven't seen before, um, something that I remember hearing about um, in content that I've consumed, um, that's something that I'll take a look at for several minutes before I make a decision. Good. that. The card that you posted that made me think, okay, I've got to get Brandon on. It was it was the 2009 Topps Finest Red Refractor out of 25. And what, what a gorgeous card. What a gorgeous card. So when that one, I don't know if you hunted for that one or if that popped up in your search the way you were just talking about with the ending soonest kind of one. But tell us the story about how you got that one. Or maybe it was just sort of sitting there. I don't know. How did you get that one? So uh, Brett at Stacking Slabs had posted, um, you know, show me your shiny cards. Uh, so I went through my case and, uh, and I found my 2009 finest uh, Matt Ryan gold refractor and the pigskin gold refractor. Um, and the pigskin's out of 25 and the gold is out of 75. Um, and I got, when I posted them, uh, I had several people uh, – send me uh, messages, you know, complimenting the cards and, and how good they looked. And so I just, I was like, wow, you know, it's not, you know, there, there's hobby love, but still it's kind of uh, humbling to, to anytime you get it. So getting that, I was like, man, I really, those really do kind of hit a spot, you know, when you see them. So maybe I should go and look for more. Um, so I, I went on eBay um, and the, the red refractor was sitting there, um, with a very reasonable buy now price. Um, they had make best offers. So I sent them an offer for like, probably like 88, 90%, uh, of their asking price. Um, they accepted and, uh, and then it, they shipped the next day. So, you know, I was, we were talking before we went on the air and I was telling you how much your, your collection motivates and inspires me because I feel like I collect too many things sometimes. And it's like the old saying goes, if the fox that chases two rabbits catches none. And I look at your collection and see all these Matt Ryans. And that doesn't mean you don't have some cards of some other players and in, in different sports and athletes. And that's great. But when I think of you, I think of you as, as the Matt Ryan collector, even though there are others who also have some Matt Ryan cards. Do you take some pride in, in, in the collection that you have now? And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, there's ego involved, but when you go and you look at your collection and you have time to take a look at your cards, there's got to be some sense of satisfaction, not completion, because you can always add to it, but there's got to be some satisfaction, I would hope, that you take from what you've built. Absolutely. Um, to, to think about where I was this time last year um, with, with all of those cards that I had, I mean, probably close to 850 of them 
were, I mean, a couple of dollars. Um, and, and not, I mean, I, I love all cards. Like there, there's something to appreciate in all of them, whether it's the stories on the back, the shine on the front, um, that there's something to appreciate in all of them. But to, to see where I was then and to see where I am now with a lot of the, the older stuff, the top stuff, the, the numbered refractors, um, it, it's definitely, I mean, I, I get the warm and fuzzies uh, looking at my collection. And now I have uh, small children or a small child. And so to be able to, she's getting to that point now where she's on more of a schedule. So I can get that time when I'm home. Um, when she's taking a consistent nap that I can, I can sit down for a few minutes. I can look at my cards. I can see what makes me still feel something um, and, and really kind of embrace how far I have come and, and make, and it helps me to realize that there, there's not as far to go to kind of get where I would like to be. You know, I think I've become really impressed by Matt Ryan over the last few years during his heyday. I didn't love him or hate him. He was just this quarterback who I know was putting up some good numbers and having some success. But I think there's a certain grace to the way that he has handled the end of his career. And I don't think he's officially announced his retirement, but you know, he's basically retired at this point. And he left Atlanta and could have been bitter, but instead handled it with just this professionalism and this level of, I think maturity doesn't even say it, that, that you, wish that you're you know, so someday hope that your children can have or that you we can have as, as we get older as well he goes to indianapolis doesn't really work out you can just kind of tell it's just not there it, you know the the only undefeated person in sports is father time and it finally hit him and he first came on my radar because uh, i know he went to boston college but his second choice and he's talked about this was the university of iowa which is which is where i went and I sometimes daydream how good we could have been had he actually come to Iowa. But just seeing how he's handled the downswing of his career, like, boy, you, you know, the, you just know that, that no matter what happens with those cards of yours, you've got somebody who's going to represent himself well. You're not going to look back and think, why did I collect that clown, right? You, you've got these cards of somebody who, when you are sharing them with with your kids or just looking back on your own, there's not going to be that moment where you think, why this guy? Um, and, and so is that, uh, I mean, this has to add to the to the reason that you collect him as well, right? I mean, that's, that, is that something that you think about when you, when you think of his cards, about how he has, uh, how he carries himself? Absolutely. Um, the, no, he, he wasn't perfect. There were, there were times where you know, there was at least one time I can think of um, where, you know, he, he said something that was not taken as, uh, as well as people might have thought. Um, and he was able to handle that in a very professional manner and then do something constructive with that. Um, and without shedding light on negative subjects, um, just the way that he handled that was just another uh, example to me uh, of what a, an exemplary person uh, that he tries to be uh, off the field and, uh, and to see that along with how he acted on the field. Um, you know, that, that's how, that's what we aspire to, you know, we, and that's what we want for our children is, you know, just to be a good person. 
and, and he and he's tried to do that uh, throughout his career. It's hard to think about where our collections might be in six months or a year or two years, but given the metamorphosis of your career or of your career of your collection over the last half a year or so, where do you think or where do you want your collection to go? What's ideally nobody knows for sure, but ideally, where do you see your Matt Ryan collection going? I honestly have no clue. Um, the, there are cards that I want. Um, I don't know that I have the fortitude to do what it would take to have the funds to get those cards. Um, I, I had a process uh, as I was um, as I was consolidating. I mean, I was sending some off to PSA to get graded, then sending them off to consignment. Um, but I'm kind of like I, I'm at the end of that rope. Um, so now it's I'm back to pretty much basically the, you know, the the eighty to a hundred dollars a month to, you know, try try and make moves. Um, so if something huge was to come up, you know that that's going to be a difficult day where. Um, you know, I, I will have to make some decisions. Is that something, is that card that came up something that I just really have to have? Is it worth getting rid of cards that, that you know, I, I really love? Like they withstood a lot of the quote unquote judgment days um, as I, I look to see, you know, what, what can I live without? What's worth moving on from? Um, so I don't really know what it's going to look like. Um I just know that right now I'm really happy with where it's at. Um, I can't imagine being any happier um, with where it's at in six months or a year, uh, but I can't imagine losing so much ground that that uh, that I'm not happy with where it's at. I'm going to ask you a question that when people ask me this question, I'd never know how to answer it, but I'm hoping that you can a little bit be more insightful than I am. And so when you were going through and you're whittling it down and you're sending some cards to consignment, you had, you had basically single copies of things, right? You had, cause you were saying you had different, so many different individual copies of different Matt Ryan cards, the ones that you sent off. Why do you think you sent those off and then kept the ones that you kept? Was it value? Was it appearance? Was it some sort of attachment? What was it that allowed you to cut that, string and let those go it was a combination of all of them um you know you don't want money to be a factor but you know if i can send off one card that i've got something kind of comparable you know that i can keep and and this one's worth three or four times more then then absolutely i can go ahead and i can go ahead and, and let that one go um but overall that's fine. No, I, that's, see, that's exactly what I was just saying is that people ask me that question. I'm like, I don't know. I needed the money, you know, or something along those lines. And I just didn't feel anything toward it. Would you, I want to go back now and talk and kind of go backward. Um, your, your IG handle is sports card struggles, but it wasn't always that. And you don't have to share your old one if you don't want to, but why did you change it to that? Cause I, we talked about it a little bit again, before we went on, and I said, wait, stop. This is really interesting. So talk a little bit about where that, uh, why Brandon chose sports card struggles as their, as their outward face to the hobby. Well, when, 
when I first uh, got into the social media part of the hobby, um, I, I just had my personal uh, Instagram handle. I mean, that's that's personal, like pictures with my wife and my kids and family vacations and uh, and things that I really didn't uh, care for strangers to know. Um, as I got uh, into the the uh, social media part, you know, I saw breaks and and I had friends in other places that were doing breaks on Instagram. So, you know, I started jumping in those and then I had people that were starting to follow me or try to follow me uh, on Instagram because I got into a break. And it's like, I, I don't I don't want to keep rejecting all these requests and it just became a hassle. So I created a new account. I did it kind of hastily. Um, I just did my initials. So it was BR's cards. Um, and, and as I've continued to evolve in the way that I collect, um, you know, we, we hear people talk about, you know, judgment day with their PC um, and, and all the different ways. Cause there's so many different ways to, that you can collect. Um, like it, it's not simple. These, these decisions aren't simple. Um, and so it, that means it's kind of a struggle. So to me, sports card struggles just felt like it kind of hit a spot with me when it came to me, like where it, it's not as easy as, Oh, don't want this one anymore. Let's go send this one off so I can get something else. Um, you know, every decision is, is key to, to where you're going to go next. So, um, you know, there's weight to it. It's not, it's not just, okay, it's that and you're done. So, um, you know, having to put thought into things and, and having to really contemplate, you know, and not for hours or days, but, you know, to spend a few minutes, you know, is this really what I want to do? Is this really the road I want to go down? Um, you know, it, it is more of a struggle. So kind of bringing that to light and it's not just as easy as one, two, three, um, you know, was important to me. I'm pausing because I, I, I can so relate, right? Because it's not just a matter of, oh, there's a car that I want. I really want that 2004 Albert Pujols. Here, let me just get out my black Amex and, you know, swipe it. And, and there we go. It's not that simple. It's time to have to get rid of some things. But things that I worked to get for in the first place. Now it's like, well, do I really want to get rid of it? And I dwell on it way too much. But I find that once I've made the decision to get rid of it, my brain tricks myself right into thinking, I don't want this anymore and it's gone. Is that what's it like for you when you decide to get rid of a card? Once you've made that decision, is it just gone or do you still like think about it or dwell on it or whatever? When, when I see some of the cards, not necessarily the exact card, um, but when I see some of the parallels and stuff that I have um, had in the past, you know, it kind of brings back memories. You know, I can remember in some cases I can remember, you know, Hey, when I saw this or when I purchased this, I was here. Um, or, you know, this happened, this came in the weekend that this family moment happened. Um, but, but for the most part, it, you, you kind of, I won't say forget about it, but it's just like, Oh, Hey, I remember that one. And, and then you kind of go on about your day, like seeing an old high school friend. That's, uh, I love that. How you, you know, the analogy of, of, you know, an old friend. 
but you know, we don't stay friends with everyone. And then, and then eventually things have to kind of drift off. And, and so I'm curious a little bit about too, when you decide that it is the time to buy a card, you mentioned your budget earlier and that sort of 80 to a hundred dollar range per month, right. Or so of the budget. I imagine like so many of us, you, you take that budget seriously and you, that's also a finite amount of money, right? So as you're weighing the decision about to buy a card, um, Obviously, the budget is there as well. But are you also thinking about okay, if I buy this card and this one happens to be seventy five or or ninety bucks, that's going to be it. I'm going to be done for the month. You know what? What's your thought process like? It, it kind of varies. Um, so I, I just won um, last week, late last week, um, a, a card that's the most I've ever paid for a card. Um, and it's still not as much as what a lot of people have paid for, for other cards. Um, but it, after taxes, it hits the $300 mark. Um, and when I saw that one pop up and I knew it was going to, um, there was, there's a Matt Ryan chat that I'm in and and I knew that one of the members was sending some cards off. Um, and and when it popped up, I was like, okay, I've really got to really got to make some decisions here. Um, so, I had a week and I, I was kind of in between on, you know, how hard should I go for it? Well, you know, what should I have ready? Um, I still had a little bit of money left um, from my fund that I had saved up for the national. And uh, so that was really the, the deciding factor. Um, I, I was able to get it for, I, I put every penny that I had as my max bid. And I was able to get it for $20 cheaper than my max bid. Um, so, but yeah, it's when, when you see cards like that come up, you know, for, for me, when, um, when I'm on that budget, um, it's, you have to make decisions. And, and luckily I did still have money saved up uh, and sitting aside from, from my fund to go to the national. Um, but, but otherwise we, we would have had to look at some stuff to send off, uh, to try and get some more money to coming in. Do you have it yet? Have you, have you got the card or is that? No, it, uh, I got the email yesterday that it, uh, passed authentication. So the card shipped from Virginia all the way to Santa Ana, California to be authenticated. And now it is on its way to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And do you mind sharing what that is? It is a, uh, it is the 20, it's a super fractor. I got the uh, 2014 Topps Chrome uh, 4,000 yard club super fractor one of one. That is a PSA nine. Is that your first super? Yes. Never even seen one in person before. That's amazing. Well, that's that's congrats. I, I don't own one as well. So, are you you're more of a of a Topps Chrome person than than Prism, or do you or Panini, or do you not? Do you just go back and forth? It depends on the set. Um, I, I prefer uh, Topps Finest over uh, Topps Chrome. Um, but when when you throw Superfractor into the mix, those don't those don't come available uh, very often. That's amazing. So I, I'm I'm going to steal this question from other people like Dennis Zender and I think uh, 
Austin Carlson asked these types of questions too, but you know, let's say this, this magic genie comes down and says, you are only allowed to keep three to five cards and the rest of your collection that has to go. In addition to that super factor that's on its way, that's yours. What other, maybe what's another card or two or three that come, that comes to mind first, that, that is just, that's one that I want to hold on to forever. Wow. That's, <laughs> I don't know that I could narrow it down that quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there, there are some one of ones that I have that, that I'm a fan of. Um, probably one of the ones that comes out in my mind first is the Mosaic Refractor, um, the 2010 Mosaic Refractor from Top's Finest. Um, and, and hopefully I can add the 2011 uh, Mosaic Refractor to the collection, and that could be my answer to the the, both of those you know that's almost an unfair question to ask of a super collector of a person right because i think what makes the, your collection probably satisfying for you is 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 the whole right and if you take one away it's almost like a jenga board right or jenga tower where you pull one out you pull one out saying i don't need this one that's on level four on the right side next thing you know it crumbles it, it's it's a uh it, it's it's a picture that has to be assembled by lot by all the cards and yeah yeah i mean that's that's one thing that I, I like so much about your feed is that your feed like the more you scroll and the more you scroll the more you realize that it's all the cards together that that really combine to make what your pc is i don't know if that's if, if i'm if i'm reading too much into it um but may, how, how do you feel about that is that sort of how you look at your collection i mean i, I appreciate how far i've come um to to be in the uh group chat with the other Matt Ryan collectors. Um, I mean, obviously we all have different budgets um, and, and different ways of acquiring cards, but to see, to know what my situation is. And I mean, we're, we're not hard off by any means. We're just trying to plan for our future. Um, but to, to know where I was and, and to see where I am now um, with, with the cards that I have, uh, I mean, I feel very confident with where I'm at. I feel I feel like I've learned a lot over the last several years, um, thanks to a lot of the hobby content that I consume um, and, you know, kind of educating me on older sets and things that I might not have heard of otherwise. Um, but being able to learn about those cards and, and eventually acquire some of those cards um, definitely is a good feeling. You would definitely be a candidate for... Then I'm not going to put you on the spot with this question, but it'd be, I always wonder if I could go back and give myself advice from two years ago, four years ago, five years ago, what would I say? I imagine if you, you mentioned you started collecting in around 2013 or so. If you, if 2013 you saw 2023 use collection, I mean, that'd just be the biggest high five waiting for you, right? I mean, uh, just what a fantastic collection. Is there, are there other things that you, have in your collection beyond Matt Ryan? And, and if so, how serious are you about growing that part of your PC? I have a soft spot for Kobe, um, Kobe Bryant. I, I did before he passed. Um, it's the, the basketball card market is so much more uh, volatile. And when, when you get into players like Kobe Bryant, it, it's even more up there in the price range. So just to get a semi-decent card, you're talking about wiping out 
at least one, if not two or three months worth of my entire card budget. Um, but, but I've been able to acquire uh, several of his cards. Um, the, there's a few other cards sprinkled in that, um, that don't necessarily mean as much um, as, as far as the uh, sentimental value that I have with a lot of the Matt Ryan cards. Um, but I mean, the, the, those cards are the first ones that I look at when it, when it comes to looking at my PC and, and what I want to, to move to try and get into different cards. Well, Brandon, congratulations on putting together this, this fantastic PC. Um, I love looking at it. I know others like looking at it as well. Thanks for coming on the show. And I just know that we look forward to seeing how you just keep adding to your PC over the months and years to come. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. The Shallow End is a Wolfpack Network podcast. Thanks for listening.